Good morning. It's Easter Sunday morning. Somebody said, come on, you can do better than that. Yeah, Jesus is alive. My name is Pastor Tiffany Brown. And uh, I've come to uh, introduce our production this morning. Uh, first of all, I'd like to ask you for your help. We, um, uh, what all of the stories that you will hear today are true stories. They're real stories about what Jesus has done to people today. That good? So we're very excited that you would come and hang out with us today. And so what I'd love for you to do is just help the cast to feel welcome uh, by engaging. We are, we're all right if you talk back to us. Uh, we're all right if you laugh. Sometimes you might, you might, your eyes might sweat just a little bit. It's okay. But we want you to engage with us. This Easter experience at Metro is called Come and See. Clap your hands. Suddenly, the earth shook violently beneath their feet as the angel of the Lord Jehovah descended from heaven. Lightning flashed around him, and his robe was dazzling white. The guards were stunned and terrified, lying motionless like dead men. Then the angel walked up the tomb, rolled away the stone, and sat on top of it. The women were breathless and terrified until the angel of the Lord said to them, There's no reason to be afraid. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen victoriously, just as he said. Come and see the tomb, the place where our Lord was slain. He's alive, 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 he's alive,
never rose from the dead, then believers have nothing to stand on. Oh, but if he did. Last year was the most horrible year of my life, and I haven't even lived that long yet. But still, I can't imagine anything more horrible. My brother and best friend suddenly passed away. It made me feel hopeless. I can still remember all the things we did together. Our favorite thing to do was draw and play games. And we could do that for hours. And I love watching him perform. Nobody could do it like my big bro. There will never be a bond like me and my brother. Sometimes I go to his room and I think about the many good times we had living together. But right before the hopelessness sets in, I remember that because Christ was raised from the dead, I will get to see my brother again. Come and see a broken heart healed. I will trust in you and know that you are with me forever. I'll confide in you because you're the only answer that matters. Even in the darkness, you will be my light. Even when I'm broken, you will be my guide. I will not be shaken. I will not be moved because even in the chaos I know that you're good you're the keeper the protector it is you that holds us together and when everything else fails us it is you that holds us together I will trust in you your thoughts and plans of me are good. I will wait on you because I know you will see me through. Even in the darkness, you will be my light. Even when it's hopeless, you will be my guide. I will not be shaken and I will not be moved because even in the chaos, I know that you're good. But it was your resurrection that was a guarantee that you would heal my heart even though my bro is not with me. And I'm sure he loves you. And I do the same. And that is my assurance that I will see Michael Christopher again. Thank you. Come on, keep it going for Christian Hunter Harris. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, y'all like that. Oh, y'all like that, huh? Y'all want to see what's next?
For as long as I could remember, I've always wanted to rap. I was determined to express myself through my lyricism and have my voice heard. But when I got shot, it threatened the future of my career. I remember asking God, why me? Why would I be shot and robbed? What did I do to deserve this? While at the hospital, a police officer made a sarcastic statement to my family after finding out that I was a rapper. He said, this should help his rap career. Little did he know, God would take a tragedy and turn it into a testimony through my music. Most people in my genre of music would brag about being shot, but I viewed it as God giving me a second chance to fulfill the purpose he had for my life. I told God he could do whatever he wanted with my life. Years later, God called me to relocate and leave everything I've known to follow him. Then, he began to show me the vision he had for my life. He gave me a wife, and that was just the beginning. Together, we began working on my dreams. Throughout this journey, we discovered that she had a few dreams of her own. I always had a love for capturing special moments and creating memories. But because my first profession was being a nurse, I wasn't able to dedicate my time to perfecting my craft. But my husband is my greatest inspiration. And together, God called us to push and motivate each other. We create timeless moments together that we will have for a lifetime. And this is just the beginning of us building generational wealth for our family. Satan had his plan, but God has bigger plans for us. Come and see a hustle turn flow. gave you a dream or a purpose let me see you put one hand up like this rock with me okay this got me in my element we ain't talking growth it's irrelevant i'm all about a seller and better in case closed settlements from road trips to flying across the water like a pelican one man military label me a veteran no evidence is resident we did it from the residence wifey shoot the videos me i do the editing when i say life a movie i'm literally directing them Come and take a look right quick They ain't never seen it done like this Like, like Boy, I'm going hammer too legit Because one thing for sure Hands up, hands up I got business, don't forget it One life, living so prolific If I ain't got it, then I'ma go and get it We seen this coming, so prophetic Wave, wave We seen this coming, so prophetic Hey, hey, hey We seen this coming Take a look right quick They ain't never seen it done like this Like, like Boy, I'm going hammer too legit Because one thing for sure I got business Don't forget it One life living so prolific If I ain't got it Then I'ma go and get it We seen this coming It was so prophetic I'm here to let y'all know That it's never too late to go after the dreams and purposes God placed in your heart and we live in proof that anything is possible when you have faith and believe that he is risen. Yes, sir, Ski. Come on, keep it going for the bell. Hush the hope, man. Let's go. Let's go. Now that y'all think that was fire, huh, check this out. When I was in middle school, I wanted to be a dancer, and I actually made the team, 
But due to unforeseen circumstances, my family had to move to a different part of town. And as a result, I never got to live out that dream. I don't even know if my parents know how that move affected me. When I think back to high school, I noticed that I was bigger than all of my friends. But since I have a large personality, I was able to mask my challenges with humor. Sometimes when I look back at old pictures, I kind of wonder about my friends. Why didn't anybody tell me I was fat? By the time I was 30, I was 324 pounds. And to top it off, everyone around me was focusing on their health. And I remember saying to myself, that will never happen for me. But last year, something clicked. I wanted to be different, so I did something different. It hasn't been easy. In fact, it has felt impossible at times. But so is the resurrection from the dead. So why not me? Come and see a true transformation. When I look in the mirror, I see a girl Beautifully broken, perfectly flawed I don't even know how I made it this far But I'm asking myself questions like Why did I do it? Why did this happen to me? You can get through it, you just have to believe What I do now, gotta make it all count so why not me? I'm the perfect person to walk through this storm. It won't break me, it won't kill me, I'll move on. And then I'll come out even better than before. And I'll never see this place anymore. Cause my faith is getting stronger every day. I'm removing everything that's in my way. And the fact that I survived another day makes me say oh this is my moment there's no turning back it took me a while but i have no regrets i give it my all then go of the past i'm not gonna break and i won't be afraid oh this is my moment this is my time just move out my way I'm not backing down Now that 
can make it, I can take it, I won't break. No, 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 why not me? Why not me? Five, my parents separated, and it made me feel stuck. I also felt like a burden to my mom. Except, aside from that, as I grew up, no one taught me how to build a foundation. So I started to fulfill what the world says every black male that raised by a single mother should be. And yeah, I'm ashamed to say I even spent some time in jail. I never felt like I could have peace. That was until I met my wife. My life took a hard right turn. That even surprised me. According to the American statistic, I'm supposed to be a convict with seven baby mothers. I'm supposed to be broke and still a drug dealer without hope. But God has something else in mind. Come and see a statistic destroyed. My name is John Johnson. This is my <laughs> This is my beautiful wife Sasha. And these and these are seven children. My name is Kira. My name is Callie. My name is Kai. Hi, my name is Key. My name is Kelly. This is Cole. And this stocky one right here is Kobe. Yeah. And because Jesus rose from the dead, the Johnsons will fulfill God's purpose in our lives. My children will grow up with a father in a home who loves his wife. And our love for God will be the foundation that breaks statistics. My sons will not be drug dealers. And my daughters will not be hoes. And I will lead my family to love God and be leaders in the next generation.
your feet and just clap your hands one more time. Oh. tradition is the celebration of the impossible becoming possible if Jesus never rose from the dead then believers have nothing to stand on oh but because he did it's time for you to come and see like you to um, because I'm just going to close this out and give you an opportunity to receive what you need particularly if you relate to any of these examples today that are living true examples could you do something I, I know you've been up and down for an hour but would you mind standing one more time and Maybe touching the person, maybe you could take their hand. I just want to announce COVID is over. <laughs> because it's no accident you're here today and no accident that you're sitting with the person next to you that's sitting next to you. What, what's interesting is um, this Easter maybe has as much if not even more significance than those of the past, most of all because it's the only one we have right now. <laughs> but also it's in the light of all that we've been through. Some of you have been through something horrendous over the last 18 to, 18 to um, 24 months. And I just wanna tell you how, gl how glad I am to see you. Look left, look right, says, it's so great to see you. Tell them, congratulations, you, you made it through the crises. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking that you would, in these last few moments, release your word and direction to every single person. Don't let there be one person that doesn't hear from you thank you that the course of our lives are now being directed and that your resurrection has weight over our lives and we want to walk in the glory in the goodness of that event we thank you that you've given us life and strength up to this moment and we're asking you now to give us grace to go forward, to fulfill every dream, every intention, every, every purpose of heaven. Not, let not one person under the sound of my voice not complete all that you have created them to do. And I thank you for this in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. And, and one more thing, just a little courageous. 
I haven't seen you do this in a year and a half, two years. Turn and hug somebody. Some of you have been, you've been attending Easter's for a lot of years. You remember that song that says, I, mm, give me a little lower key. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. Remember that song? I know that he is living. Whatever men may say, I see his hand of mercy, I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's always near. Then, then they say, he lives. Remember that? Uh-huh. Christ Jesus lives today. How do you know? He walks with me. He talks with me. Along life's narrow way, he lives, he lives, salvation to impart. Remember that? You ask me how I know he lives. Can you do it? He lives with I don't know if anyone ever told you this. I just recently learned this. As awful as the, as the crucifixion was, I think Mel Gibson probably did the best job I've ever seen uh, of depicting what it was like without killing the person. Uh, that, that was acting and of course Jim he talked about the actor he talked about how sick he got he actually came near to death because he played that scene on the cross and exposure and all of that he he took him a while to recover they couldn't really show us what they really did because no man can live through that it was pretty horrible I think one of the things that distinguishes our faith from anything else is this Horrible lynching. A lynching, by the way, is killing a man without a just due trial. Killing him for the wrong reasons, for a crime he didn't commit. This, it was so grotesque. One of the prophets said in Isaiah, in chapter 52, he said his visage, his face, his appearance, was so marred, he didn't even look like a human being. And I, I, it's kind of a gross details when you really study to see what they did. They learned how to torture a man the worst he could be tortured and keep him alive as long as, the, as possible while he suffered to the nth degree. 
They had studied crucifixion for actually decades and the Romans perfected it. So when they wanted to make an example of a person, they wanted to make him a political word to the nation, they would, they would, they would crucify him. I don't want to go through all those gory details with you. They may not help you unless you understood what each of those details meant for you and me. Because as gross as that infliction of pain and suffering was upon him, and don't be mistaken, it didn't start the day they crucified him. It started three days before then when they first took him. And sometimes you may not have, you may not have heard anguish he went through when he was in the garden praying to the father saying like many of us would say if there's any other way you can get this done would you please pass let that pass over me it's kind of like your graduating final exams <laughs> he saw what was coming he knew it was coming he had an inkling of how gross it would be how painful it would be and like all of us who were about who would be in the face of suffering something as horrible as that we would wonder if we would make it through he had determined the Lord did I will go through with this love motivated him through as horrible as the suffering was. Some of you heard about how they whipped him. Cat of nine tails, they used to call it. It was nine strands of leather and on the leather was sewn bone and glass. So when they whipped the person, they would jerk it back and it cut in their skin or ripped their skin. Much of his inner body was exposed and uh, it was horrible. Uh, some of you heard about the, the thorn that crowned him king as a joke. He pressed that down on his head, those thorns down into his scalp. Some of you heard about how they tied him to the cross bar of the of the, of the cross, the crossbar, uh, actually, actually nailed him to that first, and then he had to carry that up the hill. And he didn't make it all the way by himself. He he needed some help, so the Lord sent him. I'm sorry, those of you that have a problem, God sent him a black man to help him. I dare not go there. And. Um, then they would take the crossbar and nail that to the long post. Then they would raise the post up and it would, already a hole was dug and the, the whole thing would slam down into, the, into that hole and jar him. And when it was so heavy and so forceful that it would take the joint, it, his shoulders would be out of joint. And, and then they would twist his, take his leg, one leg over top of the other, nail that. So they twisted his hip and twisted his spine so it would create, it's hard to breathe. And it was stretched so wide, he would have to push up in order to get a breath. Most people didn't live very long with that because they had no more strength to push up. When you stop pushing up, you just asphyxiate. 
It was horrible. Easter, we celebrate, but I want to tell you, it was horrible. At the very end of this suffering for three hours, this is what I want to tell you about. Because in the middle of this suffering, God, God the Father had a plan for you and me. While all of demons in hell and, and all of demons surrounding the cross were, were cheering and mocking and jeering, the Father in heaven had a plan. And the Son, having taken all of the punishment, the last word he says, uh, well, yeah, the last word he said. Anybody know what it was? Tell your neighbor what he said. Say it like you think he said it. Actually, I just discovered what it really means. When I was in school, I was supposed to learn those things. And, and, and my teacher said it means, it is finished, means it is, it is completely complete. It is perfectly perfect. There is nothing more that can be added. And he, he, he shouted it. The telestar! So let me tell you what that word means so you can shout. Because it was for you. The word that he said, it is finished. That Greek word, it was the word they used in business when a debt was fully paid. It's another word they used in the courtroom, in judgment. It meant the sentence has been fully served. It was a military word that meant the battle is completely won. <clears throat> so Jesus said, when he said, it is finished. And this is what's going to give you and I rest today, peace. He meant three things. Your debt of sin has been fully paid. Turn and tell your neighbor, your debt has been fully paid. Now I find somebody else said, your debt, and I know, tell them, I know it was a big one. You <laughs> Ooh, I don't know about you, but my debt, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Every evil thought, every evil deed, every negative attitude, fully paid. He was saying the sentence for your punishment and judgment, the judgment that should have been for us, for what we deserved, the time we should have served, Jesus said, it's your time is fully served. 
Can I say this to you, those of you who are wrestling with your own guilt? You're wrestling for the wrong reason. It has been paid. I know. You said, but, 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 but who paid it? I didn't. I know you didn't because we don't have what it takes to pay that debt. But that word, it's finished, means that your debt is paid. Your time has, your time has been served. Some of you need to come out of prison today. The prison that we create in our own hearts. You need to come out of that. Some of you have not succeeded because you are in your own prison. You're in your own jail, serving your own time for what you know you should be punished for. Jesus shouts for all of time and eternity. Shouts over your life is paid, bro. Somebody served just, tap your neighbor and say, somebody served your sentence. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And the third thing he says, when he says it is finished, the battle against the battle against your arch enemy, the battle against the devil, the battle against sin, the, the battle against sickness and disease and viruses. He says that that battle is completely won. This is where many people blaming God for their personal situations and they've not appropriated. Did you, were you bringing something to me? Did, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Did they tell you to bring me this one? Oh, sir, I know. I know you. Oh. He said, well, oh. Oh. Thank you, Noble. So the good news for you, the good news for you this morning is amazing. Your debt is paid, your sentence is served, your battle is completely won. You need to rest in the finished work of the cross and let the resurrection be a, a proclamation to you that it is so for your life. Some of you need to make a decision. Let today be the last day you live your life like you've been unforgiven. Let today be the last day of your life that you live your life with a sentence unserved over your head. Let it be the last day of you living like you got you've been defeated. Because that word also means victory. The battle is fully won. Some of you would say, well, well, if that's true, why am I going through hell? Because even though Christ has made it so, you have to receive it. I've been talking about inheritance and, you know, if you have a rich uncle or a rich daddy, and he dies and leaves it all to you. If, you. if nobody finds the will, you don't get to walk in the riches. That's right. That's right. You only get to walk in what's been preserved for you if you find the document and execute the document. Come on. 
Some of you today need to execute his will and testimony over your life. So how do I do that, Bishop? Well, it's really very, very simple. It, it comes from your own heart and your own mouth. You have to decide that you'll quit, you'll, you'll quit living like you don't have a father in heaven. You have to decide that I'm going to quit living like a bastard. Some of you have to quit, decide I'm going to quit living like an itch. You have to decide that what he did for you on the cross mattered and that it, it has meaning right now. Decide to, I know it sounds crazy. Look at your neighbor and you're telling them, believe. And when you believe, then confess. That's what he said. Isn't that what he said? If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, then your sentence is already paid. Thank you, Lord. Some of you have been living, you ought to be mad. You ought to be mad today because you're living on false pretense. You, 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 you act like you act like you have, you act like your father is from someplace else. Your father, your father God has made full provision. And I want you to accept it today. Those of you who have the courage, the only way you can accept your sentence has been commuted. Your sentence has been fully paid. Your debt is paid. Your sentence is served. The battle is won. All you have to do now is in, I call it, enforce the victory in your life. Okay, so let's do that. Just right there where you sit. In that reverenced place of your heart, which God knows, some of you have so discarded what he, what he did for you, how he suffered for you. What was all that about? He was paying your sentence, paying your debt. He was winning the victory for you. And he's so awesome until he gets up from the grave to enforce what he won, to make sure you get it. So why don't you pray with me right now? I'm gonna be like the angel on the tomb. <laughs> I think the angel was sitting on the tomb, man. I think he was sitting on the tomb, swinging his legs, said, he ain't here. <laughs> So why don't you bow your heads? We're going to make peace with God today. You got to admit you need to have peace because you deserve that sentence. You got to admit that, Lord, I owe you my sin has pronounced sentence over me. My sin is a debt. My sin is defeat. But today, Father, in Jesus' name, for every person that asks for forgiveness, 
and ask that they be made a son, not a slave. For every person that asks, thank you for giving them the assurance in their heart. My debt's been paid. My sentence has been served. My victory, you won. And because of that, you can have all of my life. I hold nothing back. I give myself to you. I will serve you. I'm no longer my own. I was bought with a price. And now I'm going to glorify God with my, with my life. Father, I thank you for those who have the courage to say yes. That prayer is the one I pray. Amen. Those of you that maybe have prayed it for the very, very first time, Lord Jesus, forgive me. I know I deserve this, the life I've, 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 I deserve the life I've lived. But forgive me. We used, to, we used to say to people, ask him to come into your heart. That means allow God, uh, allow God to work inside of you. Agree with him. Don't fight him. Church is not what they told you it was. It's about Jesus. Those of you who said, I, I need that. And some of you are sitting here today saying, you know what? I would really, I would really, really love somebody to help me and pray with me in my situation right now. I need my sentence gone. I need, I need my debt paid. That, that thing can get so heavy on you that you don't know what to do. You start coming to pieces at the seam, doing crazy stuff against your own body some of you you don't want to think about your life so you got to find something to grab to, to, to drown that out so now that it's legal okay can't afford to think about it but when he comes when you come and see it's empty if he can raise from the dead he can take every bad habit if he can raise from the dead he can forgive every sin if he can raise from the dead he can make you a new person he can change your heart stand on your feet stand on your feet everyone and if you're here today and you say um, bishop I need, I need that prayer. I'm going to give you an opportunity. This will not be but a few moments. In fact, I want 
uh, I want my team to quickly come here, right quick. I believe there are people here who need a real person who's gone through real trials, difficult situations to pray for me. Man, if, if, if each of these could give their story, oh my God, so they know. If you, you, if you said to me, look, I, I would like that prayer without any, um, just come. Make your way, they'll make room for you. Come and stand and any of these will, can pray for you. If you say that today, I need that, I really do. Yes, any, any of these, then I want to invite you. God bless you.